I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club podcast. As always, we're going to have a chat about a film. We're going to dive deep into it, let you know what we thought and explore all of the depths of this week's film. I've enjoyed watching it this week, but there's a lot to chat about. And this film, actually, Callum and myself have been itching to watch it for a while, but it just got released online recently. But before we tell you what it is, I've mentioned Callum. You want to hear his voice. How are you doing, Callum? Have you had a nice week? A lovely, lovely week. I've I've had a better, even better bank holiday weekend. It's just lovely not being in work on a Monday. Great weekend of sun wind because obviously we've got to sit outside <laughs> yeah. uh, still although that's ending soon which is great but yeah really lots of uh lots of booze lots of great food great company yeah cracking absolutely Amazing. cracking been to the gym as well so i've been oh lovely yeah back on the back on the gym horse ran five kilometers which is quite ambitious for me sometimes yeah, nailing it yeah so Definitely, sort of getting back into a nice routine post, sort of winter slump, as it were. Try like to get, it. yeah. So, yeah, brilliant. How's your week been? Positive stuff. Yeah, mine's been great. It's just funny then what we're talking about before we started recording. How on a lot of these intros over the last year, we've been talking about our week and saying how frustrated we were and how we can't wait to meet up and go out and do things. And now it just feels so much of a ray of sunshine that we can talk about that we've been out at weekend and we've been to the pub and we've seen people and had a really nice time and done some exercise. So yeah, I'm feeling bright. I've had a great week of doing things, but also been planning and booking a lot of stuff leading into summer. So a lot of positive positiveness going round, and I feel all the better for it. So great to hear that you've been enjoying yourself as well. And it makes me even more enthused than chat about a film that has been keeping us going through the last year, and now it will keep us thriving over the year to come. But this week, film... We have been itching for this one, Callum. We tried reviewing it a few months ago, but realised it hadn't been released in the UK yet. It finally has been released now, and um, very glad that it was, and we got to watch it. So the film is Sound of Metal. As we said, we saw it online, we wanted to check it out. It's about a, a metal drummer who loses his hearing. So with that synopsis when we first read it, it sounded something right up our street. We're both interested in it, and Riz Ahmed plays the male lead in it, both a fan of his work. So we finally got round to it being on Amazon Prime now, and we dived in. Callum, I'll give you a quick overview. I'm going to take on the mantle this week of uh, what the rest of the film was about. I think it was a, it was released officially last year, but only in the US, obviously being delayed to be put into cinemas, but in the last few weeks has been released on Amazon Prime in the UK. As I said then, it's about a a metal drummer who loses his hearing. So we see him on tour with his girlfriend, who's the singer in this band that they have to go in together. They're travelling around America in an RV, but early on in the film, he loses pretty much all of his hearing. It's never really nailed down exactly why, but it's suggested that the drumming plays a big part in it. So he then goes to 
stay at this rehab center, as it turns out. He was an addict, drug addict, did heroin, and he was, was it four years clean, I think he says, when he's in the film. So he finds this place, and his girlfriend takes him, where it's a, a rehab clinic, but more of a community that he stays at specifically for deaf people. So they take him there because his girlfriend thinks he's going to relapse because he's gone through, obviously, this traumatic incident. He's not sure at first, but he eventually stays there and goes through this process of integrating within this community, learning how to do sign language, and of course, being clean and staying away from the drugs. But all through this, it's made clear that he wants to leave. He doesn't want to stay in this lifestyle. And he sells all of his stuff, his RV and his music equipment to get some implants so he can hear. When he does eventually get these implants, it's not what he thinks it's going to be. There's a kind of heartbreaking moment where they switch them on and his, his hearing's all fuzzy and tinny and he gets really frustrated and visibly upset that he's done something and he wasn't what he thought it was going to be and he's living with this loss of hearing for the rest of his life. Then goes to make up basically with his girlfriend who's then living in Paris with her dad and the reunion doesn't go the happily ever after way that we hope it would and we're left with this quite depressing scene at the end of the film where he leaves his girlfriend essentially without really saying much but it's implied that they're going to go the separate ways and takes his implants turns them off essentially and the world goes to silence and we see that he's kind of embracing the rest of his life as he is as a deaf person this explores so many different themes but a real insight into the deaf community and the view of it of not being a disability and people thriving as being deaf and him exploring that heavy hitting the first thing i said to callum before was such an emotional journey and i felt really empty and glum afterwards even though there was real joy in it at times the overall ending is quite dissatisfying and and downbeat but let's see what it gave us callum i know i've uh, said there that it had some negativity at the end but what was your overall feeling after watching sound of metal um i mean i i, I mean i thought it was brilliant i thought it was a really really brilliant film um the main thing that i got from it was that um the power of communication is something that's um that can be reevaluated in many different ways okay. i mean this whole film is about communication and um it's about how comfortable you feel in yourself and how you express yourself as well because obviously like most people communicate through listening and speaking whereas because he loses his hearing he has to pay a lot more attention to gestures and mm -hmm. facial expressions and pay attention to um sort of uh, visual surroundings rather than sonic surroundings i guess um and the communication that runs through the film it's more it's more than just about the sonic element of it it's I mean, you mentioned earlier about when he has his implants put in, like, he's sonically overloaded. It's, the noise is distorting his hearing, ironically. Like, his, his hearing earlier was quite distorted and he was losing it. And then when he has implants, cochlear implants, in a in a bid to try and restore that sort of loss of hearing, he ends up having even less clarity yeah, yeah. than what he had before. So in seeking clarity, he's actually reduced it even further because he had more clarity when there was silence because he was having to he was paying attention to how people were moving what people were doing with their hands and for me the the, the main driving thing of the film is 
how you interact as as human beings and i think the fact that um the film is about the deaf community as well that isn't necessarily it's not represented in film i can't think of any film really that um talks about being deaf as a community rather than being deaf as a disability um because when he goes to the deaf community um there's the like there's all these different people from different walks of life and they're they're talking as if they're they don't have the, the, the hearing is, is still there that they're, they're in, interacting with people in a on another level in a, in a different human way and for me that was that was what was quite actually quite beautiful about the film in a way um the fact that you know hearing isn't everything to being a human which i thought was quite an interesting way to look at such a traumatic event of losing your hearing i couldn't imagine at all how could we and i think that's the point of the film really someone who um whose character has dealt with addiction in the in, like it's alluded it's alluded, he's a recovering addict and then he's having to overcome a different type of trauma um and the point of the film is that how can you possibly understand something that's so such an alien concept to someone who has you can hear um so yeah i mean it, it was a brilliant film but it was really interesting in its depiction of sound because i mean as well the um the way the film moves as well like because sonically the it's as is it it's as if you're going sort of your 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 hearing is being distorted as the film's playing as well because of the way the sound works like it opens with that performance and um the actual metal band i mean it's my style of music to be honest just loud guitar music (laughs) but um uh but like the, the the diction is not very good. You can't really understand mm-hmm. what his girlfriend's saying. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. of sound distortion, and I think that's the point. It's the point that you're that it's creating a, a confusion with you, with with the characters, and as yourself as the viewer and the listener. Like there's there's a lot of background noise, and I think that's artistically deliberate to sort of try and mirror that journey of slowly losing your 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 um. Your sort of sonic surroundings, I guess. Your sonic literacy. There you go. <laughs> I thought you might come round time. to the phrase eventually. Fourth time I've got that on, on this podcast. It's uh, yeah, fourth time. But uh, for me, the, the, it was a brilliant, brilliant film. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the thing with the character of Ruben, played by Riza Ahmed. It starts off that sound is integral to his identity he is a drummer and builds his life identity around the band that he's in with his girlfriend so obviously sound being able to hear and then perform as a drummer is integral to who he is so when he loses that he has to redefine his own identity and throughout the film he does find clarity at a point when he really embraces the deaf community of uh, addicts and there's scenes where he's working at a small school for deaf children and you see him having a really good time he's connecting well with the kids and the other teacher he's also making good friendships with the people that live there but it becomes clear that he still has his mind on trying to reclaim his old identity and as we see at the end of the film that's gone and he can't get that back and i think that's the most harrowing part of the film is when he realizes at the end this is his identity now there's there is a certain beauty to it in the way that we know that he can embrace that and he's shown that he has throughout it and the deaf community within the film do embrace that and they have beautiful wonderful lives but at the end we see him trying to reclaim his old identity but realize that that's gone 
and he is obviously very sad about that but as the audience you feel that because you've been on that journey and as you said i don't think we can chat about this without talking about the sound editing on it because that takes you on that journey so well the i love the bits where it quite clearly all the way through you can feel where he's you well, you hear when the audio's distorted, but you hear where it's empty and things like that. But I love the scenes where it then cuts to a wider angle, showing it from a perspective where you hear the audio in the room. So, for example, you have him uh, assisting within the class, and you can hear the distorted audio. But then it just cuts out to the noises that are being made that someone who could hear would be hearing in that class. But obviously, there is no one in there. You're just the uh, the viewer hearing that. And I think that's a very good technique that works really well because it cuts between them and it breaks that wall and makes you remember, oh, I am watching this from afar, but it shows you that there's a different world that he is caught up in and also that people who are deaf experience things so differently. And it takes you on that journey, one, to appreciate what he's going through and wider appreciate what deaf people experience, but also to make it even more harrowing when he does have that realisation at the end that his identity is different now. And as much as he's trying to cling on and reclaim what his identity was, or at least what he thought his identity was previously, that's gone. And it's such a cutting bit, and that is done so well through the sound editing. And I can see why it won the Oscar for the best sound editing in a film, because it works really well plays with it excellently and in a way that I've not seen done in a film before. Audio plays a huge part in film, but this is another character in the film. It's a great phrase. I love being able to use that phrase. The audio is another character in this film and it performs beautifully. So that was my initial reaction to it. What I wanted to ask you, Callum, to follow up, let's kind of dig down a bit more within the scenes of when he's with the deaf community of addicts there's definitely an exploration here specifically of the deaf community and the experiences of people who are deaf what did you get from the film and what do you think it did well in exploring that well the, it, it presents an arm riz ahmed said this in an interview that he did um he said that the deaf community taught him how to what it means to listen and how to listen Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point that it's making is that and the, the guy that runs the deaf community who is a, a bomb exploded right next to his head in Vietnam. That's how he lost his hearing in the film, I think. And um, he, lip, he lip reads. That's how he sort of understands and communicates. And again, it's redefining what it means by communication. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a I think it's making a wider statement about distortion in terms of like there's so much noise in in our lives whether it be from busy cities or loud music or sort of just you know busy cities the pace of the pace of modernity the pace of change etc um to bring it into a wider sort of bring it in bring it in philosophical (laughs) area but i think um the point that he's making going to this sort of isolated deaf community is that it's almost as it's almost like it's a sanctuary in a way, isn't it? Like people go to these silent retreats um, to try and sort of re, re, sort of try and find something in themselves and just kind of uh, 
get away from the distortion, get away from the the, the, the noise of life and try and find a harmony and a, um, a feeling of expression that goes beyond just hearing and speaking. And I think that's what the point of the the film's trying to make as well, particularly at the end when he takes his implants out, because the implants pick up, it's, it's they're hypersensitive, they pick up um, everything. They pick up, like, noise that our hearing can sort of, kind of you can kind of focus in on a certain aspect of sound yeah. and ignore the rest of it, whereas his implants just pick up everything like a microphone does, because they are just two microphones in his mm-hmm. head. Yeah. Um, and when he takes them out, it's completely silence. It's complete silence, and he stares at the sky, and only and all he can, he imagines what it sounds like. And I think that's the point of the film. It's like the with the with sort of being deaf isn't being deaf isn't a disability. It's just another it's just another form of communication, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it's quite a the the way the way the film encapsulates that is actually. I think really really interesting because it draws the it like the is it, he has a redefinition of the self really like his redefinition his is is sort of re he's reimagining himself in in the in the, in the, in the in mechanically basically I mean he's he's mechanically hearing and then he takes them he takes the the implants out out and technology and mechanics are no longer um are no longer sort of determining his relationship with the world. Yeah. He's just his feeling and what he thinks and what he can see, and that redefinition of of communication, I think, is is actually quite powerful. Yeah, I really like what you're saying there about the idea of blocking out noise and how much noise there is in the world, but not just literal noise. That the noise of our, things grabbing our attention, whether it be social media, whether it be people, thoughts, ideas. There's a lot of noise thrown at us. And the beauty about that um, retreat as well, and the leader of that retreat is there's a scene, well, a series of scenes, but where he says to Ruben, um, sit in this room in the morning. I know you get up early, like suggesting he's like, he's an itchy guy. He needs to get up, um, sit and think. If you can't sit still and think, write until you can sit Mm. still and think. That is the depiction of what you're saying there is that him trying to block out well not block out but remove the noise from his life and which is ironic because he's deaf but there is still noise even if you can't hear and what that is is like you're saying the idea of people going to these retreats to kind of center themselves is he's saying to him stop trying to reach after something that you think's going to make you a better person or a different person where it's all within you can find that within and he, there's a line that's something along the lines those moments of stillness uh the beautiful yeah. things in life and they're the ones that will always be with you and can't go away and they're the ones you want to find and this obviously it's no accident that it's chosen that he's an addict because he was an addict and we see at the opening scene of the film that he's gone completely the other way making these disgusting smoothies and he's in good shape so obviously and it's, we see him exercising the suggestion there is that yes he's beaten addiction but he's got addicted to something else the, the addiction is that he's pursuing an, an overly active lifestyle which isn't a bad thing but that addiction mindset is still there this retreat basically is the symbolism of the idea that you don't need to replace one addiction with something else. You can just let it all go and center yourself. And the symbolism of 
the deafness and when he finally embraces that at the end is that okay i don't need to keep scurrying after something and a discussion point and book that we love to chat about a lot and as we did yesterday on the road caraway yeah. <laughs> so they are literally yeah. on the road at the beginning they are touring with this fan but they're both trying to escape something he's trying to escape his addiction and she is suggested throughout self-harmed and yeah. they are both there they say that they saved each other's lives which is obviously wonderful for the characters but they're still run away from this past rather than embracing a new identity embracing themselves and as we know from on the road the road's only so long you can go on the road to escape things and it's a great uh, way of getting away from things as bruce springsteen said so many names i was gonna say in his uh, (laughs) chat with barack obama on the renegades podcast is that the road is only so long and it stops eventually. you still got to then deal with who you are as a person. You can't run away from that identity forever. And the death retreat is exactly that. It's saying stop running and physically stop and be who you are. Embrace who you are. Reuben, you are now a deaf person. But it's more than that. You are now trying to run away from being deaf, but you've always tried to run away from something be centered and embrace that and when they both the characters do and Lou at the end goes back to France and she remembers more French than she thought and she slips back into that life and you see she's dressed a lot differently more modestly and she kind of is in that lifestyle and feels a bit more centered and relaxed and she seems happy by it because she's stopped being on that road and running away from her demons and you see there she she isn't self-harming when she's in France, both of them then, whether they embrace it or not, find their own identity and stop running away from the demons. And that is symbolic so much through this idea, like I said, of blocking out the noise. The symbolism all through the film is so cleverly put together, those steps and the death retreat for addicts. And I think that's beautifully put across. And that's why, well, it's a testament of how well it's done is the fact that it's so cutting and heartbreaking at the end. But you like to think that that is a point in the timeline for this character of Ruben, where it's only positive from there on in. And yeah, that's what got me most from it. And this is what I think the the idea of exploring the deaf community in the beautiful way it does is really symbolizing on a wider view for them blocking out the noise, stopping, running away from their demons, embracing who they are and taking on a more positive life in the future. Was there, was there anything else for you that it kind of grabbed onto in terms of identity and then both those two characters exploring and finding a different identity in the end? Well, I mean, I, I agree with you completely about um, the idea of that, the sort of embracing, embracing identity, I guess. It was, yeah, it was really well put. Um, I was just thinking as you were speaking then actually about um how each character how how their cell how the, it's a reformulation of the self redefinition mm-hmm. rebirth I think is a really interesting yeah, idea okay. um because like they're they're on the road performing um she's trying to escape something as you've said he's they've saved each other's lives they're they're, they're juxtaposed together um different levels of addiction different levels of of, of trauma um. But when he loses his hearing, it's almost as if he's reverted back to a child because he can't communicate anymore. 
or at least he can't communicate in the way that he's used to. And yeah, when a yeah. child is born, the only way they can communicate is by screaming or crying. That's their form of communication. Um, and it's quite interesting that he goes to a school to try and teach mm, kids yeah, how yeah. to communicate. Um, and he he he's, he doesn't he 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 lacks the vocabulary to describe how he's feeling, other than the fact that I can't hear anything. And there's that scene where he smashes up his equipment. Um, yeah, a, yeah, a, yeah. A, a, a complete destruction of his previous self, um, and then slowly coming to terms with his new self. Um, even when he has um, his implants put in to try and take him back to what he's what he's familiar with to try and seek that clarity, um, it's distorted, completely distorted. He can't make sense of what he's hearing, much like a a child can't. When they're first born, basically, there's no that they, they don't understand what's going on around them because they don't have the yeah. the like the language or the sort of experience to sort of everything is so new to them because they've they've been born and that's what that's what it's like with him. But with him, it's it's his hearing, it's losing his hearing. How do you how do you understand? How do you make sense of that? So the idea of rebirth is quite interesting in that respect. And also, um, Lou, who um, then goes back to her previous i want to say sort of like bourgeois life yeah um, fair description like, um it's quite jealous actually it looks quite it's a really nice place where her dad lives <laughs> it was like, a good crib, wasn't it? yeah it was um but like she kind of went through this sort of you associate the type of music that they play as well like metal sort of punk hardcore it's kind of like rebellious sort of adolescent noise i guess a rebellion of of authority mm-hmm. and she was. It's alluded to that she rebels against what her father represents because her, her mum has died. I think she died, or has she left? I think she's died. Um, yeah, and it's she's like kind of rebelling. She was rebelling against that, rebelling against authority by playing this music, trying to reform herself, and then she goes back and she's much more mature. There's an adolescence to their lifestyle in that of living in that bus mm-hmm. and traveling around playing loud noises. Um, great certainly my style of music but there is an adolescence there and i think that idea of rebirth is quite is quite powerful in that respect in terms of identity at least yeah absolutely and one thing that's came to mind when you're talking about the implants there i think there's something to be said for the idea of ruben believes these implants they're the the phrase that keeps getting used a lot at the minute for the vaccine is the silver bullet he thinks that that is the yeah. holy grail of his recoveries like he'll get enough money together in the meantime yeah i'll do these things so i can communicate um but once they get the implants in everything be fine and it's heartbreaking when they turn them on and he realizes this isn't what i thought it was but he for him the implants are what he seeks to get clarity back in his life but it's something artificial and i think there's a yeah. without because i'm i'm uh, I fear bordering on something because obviously this is a real topic and people do get these and it's something that I don't know all that much about but the symbolism was in the film is that he is getting something artificial to bring meaning into his life and I think the wider theme from the film is that well in society we all seek artificial things that we think are going to bring more meaning and clarity into our lives but actually we realize as we take them on as we embrace them that they don't bring more meaning they just add more noise to our life and they add more pressures and strains rather than bringing us to more to a more centered place of where we are i think there's a lot of 
symbolism in that because then at the end he finally takes them off and it's as if he's saying no i'm going to be me rather than this artificial aid to make me who i believe is me and i think there's so much wider meaning to be said for this idea of technology and things like that is that we do embrace well i think i i'm on that though i think it's not necessarily the i agree there is the the mechanical resetting of of sound mm-hmm. it's with the statement that's making is that that's not going to solve the issue of the identity, the crisis yeah, yeah. of identity that he's having from losing his hearing. Because once he loses his hearing, the identity of who he is is completely changed. The implants are just a way of try- what he thinks is going to take him back to his original identity, but they're never going to do that. And I was thinking, because I, I used to teach a kid who had um, cochlear implants, and um, I used to I had to wear a microphone around my neck okay. so he could hear so he could hear what um, what I was saying but the classroom had to be completely silent because um they're basically microphones they pick up everything and they're hypersensitive and you can set them to sort of different um you can set them to sort of represent different environments and stuff depending on where you are but um it's not about the actual implant itself it's about how the person understands the implant he sure. yeah, yeah. he he thinks it's going to completely take him back and seek that clarity that he wants but of course did he ever have clarity anyway though this is the thing exactly exactly that that, that's 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 the overarching question there and that's the thing that the guy who runs the the rehab community is trying to get him like this isn't anything this isn't about being deaf yes we're all dealing with that and we have our ways that we have develop that but this is about you and yourself and your identity you could be deaf you couldn't it's still the same message you've got to find something within yourself that you've been avoiding all your life um through your addictions it just incidentally the get the people here are deaf but this is about finding yourself and i think you're spot on there in what you're saying it's not specifically the mechanics of those implants it's how people use them embrace them see them as part of the life and for ruben in sound of metal he thinks that that is him going completely back to who he was but who he was wasn't the person he thought he was anyway it was still a person you know traveling around trying to escape something and run after something that he believed existed but maybe it didn't and the suggestion of the guy at the community is it's within yourself you need to slow down stop and be reuben rather than this vision of what you think reuben should be yeah brilliant i like what you said there and i think that wraps it up really nicely let's give our overview and our rating out of 10 and i think we'll bring this to an end do you want to start us off callum yeah sure um i loved it i thought it was a brilliant film um it's sort of narratives and the, the the layers about identity and how we communicate as a, as a species and um sort of the depiction of the deaf community um the performance from Riz Ahmed I think is outstanding um I genuinely can't see any fault with it I'm gonna give it 10 just be, it was I, I really really loved it nice. I, I really enjoyed it um I think the the message that it makes is a it's so layered. It's not just about being deaf. It's about how people interpret the world when they've gone through different layers of trauma. And I think that's that. That's that's the that's the overarching sort of question. Do do we ever have do we ever have clarity? And if so, what does that clarity actually look like to you as a person? Yeah, thank you very much, Callum. I really enjoyed it. 
as I said, there was a lot of anticipation for us to watch it, and it, it delivered it thoroughly enjoyable. I'd say my negatives were that I think sometimes it took a few liberties with the audience of rushing through a few scenes, and which obviously was the fil- the filmmaking style. But I just think at some points, some of the plot points were skipped through. And you get to stages in it where you're like, okay, I can figure out what's going on here, but it almost is, it just assumed that the audience would get there by itself. So I, I would have liked a bit more colour putting in a few areas. And also I felt a little frustrated with some deep areas which are explored, but then just left undone at the end. So my favourite section is the middle section where he's in the community and he's exploring that because a lot of these themes as we've chatted about are really pulled together there especially the idea of identity and actually finding yourself and there's a lot to be brought together there and it just kind of left hanging at the end i feel like i wanted some more connection of his character's realization back to that and that's just why like i said i felt a bit empty at the end one yeah that was the message but i felt like there could have been something done there to a bit more fulfillment and impact to the film but overall the audio the performance of the audio we'll say Mm. was fantastic and i loved how that went through two great performances and i want to really give a shout out to olivia cook who played lou from manchester absolute representative absolutely Um, yeah and that was great (laughs) two british actors playing american characters fascinating but yeah, that was great. And the themes that we've discussed there, I think it was really unique is exploration of the deaf community. Very insightful. I learned a lot from it. And the wider themes it took it to was really well done. But because of those few limitations, eight out of 10 for me, really good film, but just felt there was a few things I was left wanting at the end of it. But very glad we watched it. And it definitely delivered on the anticipation that we were waiting for. But that's that, Callum. Sound of Metal. Thank you very much once again for the chat. Can't wait to dive into some more. And we've been plotting a way for us to go into the cinema together very soon when they open later this month. Cannot wait for that. That's going to be fantastic. And, of course, we will review that film on this very podcast. But until then, Callum, thank you very much for the conversation. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Keep watching your films. We surely will be, and we'll be back very soon for another episode of the Glass A Film Club podcast. But until then, see you later.